Founders. I'm your host, Chrissy Costa, and I'm excited to kick off the first part of my three-episode London series. My visit to London was defined by diversity, and it's fitting that today's episode starts with my first-ever female CTO, Alexander Wozniak. Alexander helped create Clio, an intelligent personal financial assistant that currently lives in Facebook Messenger. Clio began as a popular accelerator entrepreneur first, and now helps users manage over 120 million pounds. But enough for me, let's hear from Alexander herself. being on my show today my first female CTO and my first London interviewees this is uh, very special thanks for having me that's great (laughs) Um, so start with telling us about your company you know uh, what do you guys do what is Clio yeah Clio what is Clio who is Clio Clio. (laughs) who is Clio yes Clio is your personal financial assistant it lives in Chile. Sorry, she. Yeah. She, okay. she is a she. Uh, she lives in chatbot. She lives in Facebook Messenger, and she's able to tell you interesting things about your spending and about your financial uh, health, about about your financial situation. You okay. can uh, basically ask her a question about anything, like how much have I spent on travel, spent on travel last last month, and she's gonna tell you. Uh, how can I save more? She's gonna give you give you some tips. What bills do I pay? Um, this kind of day to day financial things. Yeah. That people sometimes forget about. Sometimes don't think about they want they or they want to forget about. <laughs> At some point they might be surprised. Like, you know, end end of the um end of the month they're like, whoa, I'm in my overdraft already. Wow, that's not yeah. supposed to happen. And Cleo can warn you about about that before that happens and basically keep you on track and make sure that you are okay with your financial situation. Yeah, and so so is it like to set up? Is it something like Mint where I would log in all my bank accounts, my credit cards, everything that I would ever use. So it's, well, it's different than Mint in a sense that it's, um, well, it has a personality. It mm-hmm. is a chatbot. So you can, you can speak with her as you speak to, to a human. Mm-hmm. So the idea of Clio is that um, uh, it's not just, you know, a bunch of graphs and a bunch of numbers that we, that, that we throw at you on a website. It's actually something that you can relate to, something that you can like, something that you can, that you can speak to. That's why the idea of chatbot came in. Um, and we decided to give it a, to give it a go and stick with that because like that's much more um, catchy no, not catchy but how to say it much more sticky sticky yeah yeah sticky uh, and also it has a, it has an element of personality right which uh, is not present in many financial products like Mint or like for example right. your banking app it's like almost if my parents were scolding me about it it makes I feel like the having a personality makes it feel like. You're not, you know, I can blow off mint and be like, oh, I don't want to look at it. But if mm. I'm talking to someone, I'm like, oh, I should probably, did I really spend that much last quarter? Maybe I should, maybe I should do something. Um, so what kind of opportunity do you see in this space? Why do you, why do you decide to do this? Oh, the opportunity is massive. So um, the first thing is that, as I said, uh, banking apps and all the financial products don't really have this component of fun, of personality, of like um, being something that you can relate to. So we feel that banks are, uh, are underserving our target users, which are millennials, which are people living in big cities who have just left university or like they are in their 20s, 30s, um, and they want to take care of their, their financial life in some, in to, 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 some, to some extent. Um, but yeah, like the only thing that banks can offer them is just like, I don't know, a table of their transactions and nothing more. No actual insight of what can you do to be better off. What can you do to um, organize your financial life? So 
uh, we are really uh, we really want to break this pattern and provide something more meaningful, something better, something more useful for for yeah for people like us. Yeah. And I guess, you know, what was the tipping point that made you finally start this? When did you have this aha moment that this could be a company? Um, so the huge role in that process was played by Entrepreneur First, mm-hmm. which is the um, the organization that... Have you heard about it? Yeah, I know. I think that's how we got connected from Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, that that was the um, part of the experience. That, mm-hmm. That's where I, um, like, through Entrepreneur First, I met my co-founder. Although it was not like directly related to the program, it was like really, really huge, uh, really, really huge, huge role in how the company was formed and how, how it was shaped. Um, for me personally, I mean, it was just a like decision on the spot. Like, I don't know, just I decided to give it a go and it worked. And I mean, I just jumped into it without even, I don't know, like thinking what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Just go on an adventure, take a, take a ride, see what happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is really hard to, like find this tipping point that made that made me do it. It's just like, yeah, like let's do it, let's go. But did you have something that made you think of the idea to begin with? So the idea actually comes from my co-founder. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a CEO. I'm like I'm an engineer from by by, by software engineer. Um, so I am the part that can provide this kind of technical um platform for, yeah. for doing that. Uh, although it's not like I don't contribute to the vision, obviously I do, but at the same time, uh, well, he, this this was his um his initial idea, but you know, as with the, with initial idea, uh, the ideas are, they develop, they um they they change so much over time yeah. that well, we started from a totally different thing that uh, Clio is now. We started with like very kind of traditional, as I said, mint like mm-hmm. um type of platform, and then we developed into this chatbot thing because we wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something. Um, that is like yeah like that we personally would like to use yeah that's really interesting and so do you ever see the the vision kind of expanding in different verticals so right now you're obviously dealing with finance but do you see it like what is your what do you see Cleo being in five years in five years wow we, what, what do I see what do I see Cleo doing in like or like years, the, yeah, or next years. month <laughs> well next month <laughs> Next month, there's so mu- only so much we can do, but um, in the longer run, what yeah. we would like to do with Clio is um, basically Clio man- manages your money for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to remember about paying your direct debits, sorry, about, about, about your bills. Yeah. Um, you can text Clio saying, hey, this friend owes me £20, can you ask him for that? Oh, that'd or like, be great. <laughs> or like, for example, the other way around, I'm, I own someone yeah. this amount, so please transfer this to my... Oh, I love um, that. That feels so British yeah, to me, even though you're not British, just because I... I feel that they they always have the stereotype of the awkward interactions. They don't want to ask you for your yes. money. I think Americans have less of a problem with that. We'd say, like, you know, just give me... But even my friend said, like, you know, I asked him, and I don't want to follow up again, but I really exactly. want it back. So it's nice to have a third party do that for you. A personal assistant for yeah, your exactly. money, right? So, yeah, like, Cleo basically manages your money for you and makes sure that you can save for this holiday, make sure that you can save for your mortgage. Um, yeah, make sure that everything is fine. And just you, you just don't need to spend time on thinking about it and... Um, um, like maintaining a spreadsheet because for example some of my friends do that do you think there's ever an opportunity to have partnerships say with like a clothing brand where they if you partnered with them and say I, I'm budgeting a hundred dollars this month for new clothes that mm. they would say like oh there's a sale or something like that like where Cleo would suggest things to you well yeah I mean uh, maybe in the longer run right now we want to focus mostly on the financial technologies mm. Uh, but in the long run, definitely, like, I don't know, partnering with uh, retailers, par- 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 partnering with, yeah, basically any any brand, 
and we can direct like knowing your um, financial history, knowing your uh, tastes, knowing uh, what you spend your money on. We can direct yeah. you to like a proper retailer. Like, right. like you should like, you should take a look at that because oh, I love that. they have something. It'd be dangerous, but I love it. Um, okay, that was really interesting. I'm gonna switch now to. Uh, your earlier years, since you are, as I said, very unique to me, a female engineer, wow. and you're from Poland, and we're in London right now. Um, so, so where let's start with what your childhood was like. So you grew up in Poland. Poland. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and where in Poland exactly? Poznan. Well, um, apart from Poland, probably many people didn't hear about the city. Okay. It's in midway between Warsaw and Berlin. Okay. It's a city of um five hundred thousand people, uh, so quite 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 big, although not too big, not not not, not as a global city as London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's where I grew up. That's where I went to university first. Um, yeah, and that's where, I think, all of my interest com- that later developed into studying computer science and maths developed. So yeah. What do you mean by that? So like, what would you do as a kid that you see that? You know, when you said it developed into computer science, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. So what do I mean? Um, for example, yeah, the huge force behind me choosing computer science as my field of study later was my dad. Okay. So he was like really into computers from a very, very like since I remember since I was four, like there was a computer at home. Yeah. And like that was not the time when everyone had computers in their homes. Yeah. That's why. Uh, that 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 says something about my age, but doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like I just like I just grew up in this environment where technology was just everywhere, and um, even though it was not mainstream back then, uh, and like the reality of post-communistic Poland was not like we really were a global um, nation. Yeah. I think uh, like the technology was always there around around, around me, and that's why I just got got interest on that, and yeah. And that's so, how it went. what did your um, parents do professionally? Did your dad work with computers? No, my dad is a mechanical engineer. Okay. Although he like really really wanted to be a computer scientist or software engineer back then, but like, you know, it's not that easy um, when you are directed into something else. Yeah. And like he chose he chose to be a mechanical engineer for um, like this was a sensible decision. Mm-hmm. My mom is a pharmacist, so okay. not really technology related at, at, at all. But yeah. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a brother. Uh, is he older or younger? Younger. So do you think, um, I, I like though that it's so interesting because we always talk about how, especially in America, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, there, there's so much not, there's not many females going to engineering. So mm. do you think because you were the first child, maybe your dad was like, let's play with computers? Because normally you feel like the toys they buy, they always say in America, like the, the boys get like the engineering type toys to build things and the girls get, you know, like a doll or something. But it sounds like in your house, it was very much like computers and technology. I, I think that the, my parents didn't really think about it in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, well, whatever kids um, are up to, whatever they want to play with, just give it to them, right? So, like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really, like, gender-related or anything. It's just, yeah, I mean, what my brother th- didn't got uh, any interest in technology, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sales guy. Mm, but, um, I don't know, I think there was, yeah, there was not much gender bias, I think. Yeah. No, not really, no. What did you like about computers? What did I like? Yeah. Um, so first when I started doing like little bits and pieces of programming when I was, I don't know, 12, maybe 11, I felt that this is just like magic, you know? <laughs> you just, you know, you just, you just write words yeah. on a keyboard, which, is like, which are like spells, and then things happen, <laughs> you know? It's like being a wizard. <laughs> I think that's actually a really great analogy. It's true. Just, you're creating something. I think my first programming class I took... Um, 
my friends are saying it's quite a lot of work, which is true, mm-hmm. but it's the most gratifying because you're building something. You can yeah, actually, yeah, except yeah. when you can't figure out why it's going wrong, then it's well, that's another problem. <laughs> then you can't find your bug for hours. I was like, where's I know I spelled something wrong somewhere. Um, so, so yeah. growing up, did you what did you do outside of school? What did I outside of school? Like, read books mostly. Yeah. Um, about maths. <laughs> about what? About mathematics. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I was <laughs> like a, every childhood girl. You I don't know. I mean, I think I was quite a boring, boring, boring kid back then. I just was very bookish. Okay. I, I mean, I had friends, but I wasn't like outgoing, extroverted, fun person to be around. I just, yeah, I just like, well, yeah. I mean, I played played outside. I think I climbed trees, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I did all all the things that um kids do like. Back then, but yeah, I just read books, I guess. Did you have any leadership experiences? Leadership experiences? Um, no, not really, no. I think that, I mean, I never really, um, I never really, really looked for the leadership roles. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, up to the point where I started my own company, I just, I wasn't really, like, striving for it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It just came to me, there's a, like, that... Okay, so now I'm at like I have my own company and I now I need to be a leader. Okay, so I'm gonna learn how to do it. Um, <laughs> it kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I think that's great. It's the more teach yourself in the moment. You know, you want to do something, so you learn how to do it. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's that's basically how I went through all of the stages of my life. Like, yeah, you just want to pick up a skill, you just learn how to do it, and even if it, it might be a skill like computer programming or it might be a skill like speaking English and going to England <laughs> or it might be a skill of like okay now I need to learn how to like basically manage people and be a leader and yeah. like convey my vision so did you ever think about entrepreneurship as a career before this no not really no <laughs> Just no like, I mean okay that, no, that's, no. Probably, that, that's probably that's probably not the answer that you were expecting to no hear, it's, it's I loved how quick it was though it's just now um I like I had like very many ideas about who, who I would like to be I wanted to be a journalist, a writer, um, so a scientist. Would confuse, though. No, scientist. Scientist, scientist yes. Mathematician, um, yeah, programmer. Okay. I wanted to be a hacker, obviously. Like every... A hacker, journalist, <laughs> yeah, scientist. Obviously, yeah, all, all of that at once. But yeah, I mean, I've never really thought about entrepreneurship until that just happened to me. Yeah. What were you doing prior to entrepreneurship? I, was, um, I had various engineering jobs, uh, software mm-hmm. engineering jobs. Uh, in various fields, um, yeah, big companies, small companies, but at some point I decided I wanted to go into like startup world. Yeah. Uh, because I had this, uh, I had the skills. Uh, I was a programmer. I knew that I can contribute to that, so I um turned uh, towards going to smaller companies. Uh, then I moved to London and I thought that wow, that's like, I because okay, maybe the other way around. I moved to London not because I wanted to work for startups, but because I just wanted to work somewhere abroad and I see the world and see the global city. And then I discovered that London is a great um, great place for being an entrepreneur and being yeah. a startup founder and just being in startup world. So yeah, the first job I got here was actually in a, uh, in a startup. Not very small one, but, but a startup anyway. And yeah, I, I just immediately knew that I wanted to follow that and I just, yeah. Then the idea of maybe one day I will be like... Maybe you'll start your own, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But was it, did you have any fear about doing it? It sounds like you were, you're a very resolute person in the sense oh that you just decide you're going to do it. Yeah, I decided, but I, I still, I, I still was scared. I was yeah. just scared to the biz. Like, I mean, that was one of the scary, scariest decisions in my career, right? Just like going on your own and like abandoning all of the things that you were working for. So for so many years, right? And then, and then just like 
okay, starting fresh. Everything is new. I was, yeah, I was, I was totally scared. Yeah. yeah. Even though the decision was quick, um, I knew that like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Although it's gonna cost me quite a lot of, you know, wake up nights and like thinking about what am I, do, what am I doing with my life. Yeah, don't worry, I have that also, and I'm not an entrepreneur. <laughs> I think everyone has that at some point. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I will. Yeah, I, it's not like I just was, I don't know, totally disconnected um, with my feelings. I suppose. Yeah. It is a scary decision, come on. So actually, it's great that you brought up London. I was going to ask you mm-hmm. as my first London founder, mm-hmm. um, especially because I moved here. I not moved here. I moved um, from the Valley. So did you ever think about how London compares to, say, entrepreneurship in America, or you just wanted to definitely stay in Europe and felt that London was the strongest place for that? Um, to be honest, I've never been to the Valley. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have a visa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one thing. But also, um, from what I've heard or from what I uh, listen to, from, from, from what I see, uh, Valley is much more aggressive, I think. And it might, well, to the point that uh, it's not friendly anymore for people like me, for example. So, um, although London is a, is a great place for startups, it's not as crazy and as um, focused mm-hmm. on like just, I don't know, pushing through and like being, how to say it, I don't want to repeat the word aggressive, but yeah, being aggressive mm-hmm. about your entrepreneurship. Um, it's much, much more, um, yeah, just like feels more like home, you know, mm-hmm. feels friendlier, feels more welcoming. Um, not, not that I fear going to Silicon Valley or anything, just like, no, it's, um, it just, yeah, it feels more like home right. here. And I guess now, do you see um, the startup scene growing a lot in London since you've entered it? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 There are lots of in- initiatives to, to, to spin that. Um, and yeah, even like we are right now in Runway East, which is a startup hub. Yeah. Uh, lots of startups around. <laughs> yeah, it seems like shortage is kind of the area for yes, startups. Yes, definitely. That's, yeah. what, I've, uh, that's, that's what I've been. I've had a lot of meetings that are always coming back here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so... You knew you wanted to study when you went to school computer science, or yeah. did you ever think about, you mentioned literature as a career, but did you yes. ever think about doing... I never, like, maybe I thought about it when I was, like, when I was, like nine or something. That okay. I, from the age of, like, 12, 13, I just knew, like, computer science, and that's it. Nothing else. I envy your conviction. I feel like I change majors all the time. I, I'm interested in too many things, probably. <laughs> Which is a good um, thing, right? Yeah, but it's 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 funny. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, I thought I was like you as a child. I think where I was, I had. I never dreamt of one career. I always thought of mm-hmm. tons of different opportunities I could mm-hmm. do. Um, so, you know, as the technical person, when you were starting a company, what were you looking for in a co-founder, or did you know that you wanted to start a company with your co-founder and then you had the idea? So. Actually, what, what really uh, dragged me to Barney uh, was his clear vision about what he wants to build. Mm. Uh, he didn't really, like, at that stage, like, back in, I don't know, a year ago, we didn't really know how we are going to achieve that, but we knew where are we going to where are we going towards. And I think that, well, I can provide the skills. Um, I can provide extension to this, like, core uh, idea, this core concept. Uh, and that, that's how I see my role in that as well. Yeah. So it is uh, built around, I don't want to say his vision, but I think that without his, like, he provided the spark to, 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 to lit up the, 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 the whole fire, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that, 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 that's, a, that's a big part of that. And then we, we could build together on top of this little, this little spark. <laughs> I get that. That's a good analogy. Were you looking for um, certain personality qualities, though, or did you just really believe in his vision? 
to kind of well, counter your own? Um, I think that the first, the, the first, the first thought was just like contributing to, to to the vision. I really, really um believed in that. So that's how I that, that that's how we formed the team. Uh, and I think that we've been actually quite lucky because it turned out that we have very different personalities and very different work styles, but they co- they uh, complement each other quite well. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, um, Barney is like this creative, um, quite aggressive, I don't know what to, want to overuse the word aggressive, <laughs> but yeah, like the very driven um, person yeah. that like goes... To, to, towards any problems without, I mean, I, like fear or like uh, even second second thought. Like it's he he's just driven into going to one, one direction and he will, he will follow this this um this idea. Whereas I'm I think I, I'm more grounded. I'm more organized as well. Um, I'm more I don't know like the person that uh, likes to sit in a meeting and think and like uh, mm. observe and then maybe get the um my my own thoughts at the end, right. instead of just jumping straight to the conversation. And I think that this is a good mix, the, the good balance in a company. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, finally, what's the most surprising thing you've learned so far? The most surprising about entrepreneurship? Or yeah. How... Maybe not surprising, but I think that the most important thing mm-hmm. would be how big you can develop as a person by being an entrepreneur. So it is a tough journey. It is it is quite of a ride, yeah. But at the same time, it's really worth it because you feel that you just you're just so much more mature. You look at yourself three year like three from three months ago and you're like, wow, that's a totally different person mm-hmm. than I am now, you know? Because even maybe because it's also a startup setting and obviously everything's happening very fast. And it's still very early stage. It's been just a year, so, so yeah, um, that you just need to keep up with the pace of the company, keep up with the pace of everything. So we just need to like grow and, like, become an adult. <laughs> no, I think I think that's a really good point. At least in my experience working for startups, that's I found that I you have to mature. It's kind of sink or swim. You either mm-hmm. learn how to adapt and, and grow up and figure things out, or you probably won't be there that long. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna end with some fun questions. So, yeah. what other? So you're in you know AI very hot field mm-hmm. right now. What other industries, either in AI or um, outside of AI, do you see that are gonna be really big in the next few years? What's gonna be very big in the next few years? Well, VR uh, mm-hmm. is becoming a thing, uh, and I see more and more uh, adoption of of, the, of, the, of that in our, our little startup startup world of shortage computer vision. Mm-hmm. Therefore, um, I think that well, we've been playing with this idea for quite a long time. Like people were in, even in like I don't know seventies, eighties, people were envisioning like wow, this like magic glasses that can enhance your reality. We had these ideas, but we never really fully developed them and made them, and nothing really came to fruition. But I think like right now, since we have this power behind machine learning and AI and computer vision, we can finally make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's probably is going to be, yeah, that's what I really, really look forward to. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to be within VR besides just gaming or something. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Like it, it can do so much things just for like day-to-day work or like for yeah. your everyday, everyday life, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw some interesting technology in Chicago. It was more about like simulating furniture in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I cool. hadn't even thought about that yet, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the best piece of advice you've received as an entrepreneur? The best piece of advice? Hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's because I ask on-the-spot questions I don't tell you yeah, beforehand. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I mean... It might sound quite cliche. Just don't mm-hmm. be afraid of who you are and who you want to be. <laughs> just, yeah, just don't be afraid. Just do it. No, I like that. I mean, cliches are also for a reason. I think yeah. it's not for you. have to kind of be fearless and, and dive in. Um, okay, and finally, my favorite question. Oh. Uh, if you could interview a founder, who would you most want to talk to and why? A founder? I would say living or dead. Just anyone that you really admire as a founder. A founder? Hmm. Actually, when I think about it, I would like to interview Tim Ferriss. Okay. He's an author, more, I mean, founder as well, so, so yeah. Um, just because uh, of the br- broad spectrum of things that he uh, he's up to, he, yeah. um, he tries and, and, and he makes them, I don't know, avail- available to others. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the wide spectrum of things. Yeah. Probably that's it. I like that. That's a new one for us. Um, Is it? Yeah. Okay. Got so many Jeff Bezos. I'm uh, excited to hear someone else. Uh, Well, thank you so much. I'm, again, thrilled to have you. Uh, Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. All right. And that's it for this week's episode of 52 Founders. Be sure to check out 52founders.com and stay up to date with us on Twitter at 52founders to make sure you don't miss a thing. I'm your host, Chrissy Costa, and I'll see you next week for another episode.